Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Awkward Black Nerd Podcast. Um, I'm Daisy. Hopefully you guys have been having a decent week. Mine, I'm not going to lie, mine's been kind of, eh. Especially past couple of days have been a little rough for me. Like, I think, I don't know if it's like a sensory overload or just like me just feeling overwhelmed. It's just something about this time of year, like it happens in the fall and it definitely happens a lot worse. Like as the weather gets colder or, you know, how some people say like winter blues. I I don't know if it's like I don't know, cold weather blues or lack of vitamin D or something, but like, I'm not going to lie, like the past couple of days, I've just been feeling kind of like mentally emotionally and spiritually drained and at least I'm aware of it and I've been trying to like keep distracted I've been trying to keep busy by like working on other creative projects and you know focusing on family and my household and stuff but it's still like it's not a good feeling and I'm pretty sure I'm not the only person that struggles um with this especially like mental health issues and um Actually, I know just a few days ago or like a week or two ago was World Mental Health Day. And, you know, I feel like mental health, even now, even though there's so many resources out there, there's, it's still like kind of like a stigma, especially in certain communities, especially like in my communities, especially since I'm like a, a woman of color. And I feel like there's like this stigma on certain issues that people have and I feel like there needs to be more open conversations and just more like open dialogue. So like, even though there's more resources, I still feel like there's a stigma and maybe the stigma won't be as horrible if we are more open-minded and more like, I guess more informed because I feel like there's a stigma because a lot of people still aren't as informed because even though there's a lot more resources out there, I feel like there's still like people are still misinformed in some ways but um I don't want to go on like a soapbox and high horse but I feel like in order of um because it was world mental health day and um I've been trying to like this like the topic I'm about to talk about today it's been kind of like it was one of my first topics that I picked out when I decided to like officially start this podcast especially since I've experienced this a few times in my life and I know like it's common for a lot of people and I feel like like I was saying before like in order for us to like take the stigma off of mental health issues and certain things people go through we just need to open like have open dialogue and just have conversations and maybe just inform people a little bit so I decided like today I'm going to talk about panic attacks um I'm not sure it's like like I said it's pretty common I don't know like if everybody's experienced one in their life, but it's more common than people realize. So um, I'll just get into it straight away. So basically to anybody that's heard of a panic attack, but aren't fully aware of what it is, it's just like a sudden, it's like a sudden episode of a tense fear, which can trigger a person. Like it can be triggered by something like dramatic or just something like stressful. And it basically causes a surge of adrenaline. Like some say it could be like one of the most distressing things like a person can ever experience. And, um, a lot of the time, like that feeling like kind of appears out of the blue and it kind of, it feels like it does like, it's like a surge of adrenaline. So it's like your whole body, like all your senses kind of just go into like sensory overload. And, um, 
I've experienced like a couple of myself, like, and like the first time I remember I had one like in high school, like I had like a horrible incident with like an English teacher. Like, I think I was like, I wasn't even passing a note. I was like writing a note for a friend of mine to give to her like after class. And like the teacher saw her name in it because I don't, I don't know what I said about the teacher. It couldn't, it couldn't have been nice, but she saw it and she decided to pull me into like another office and just like, you know, read me. But like my whole other class saw it and it was like the one of the most traumatic and embarrassing things. And I just remember after, after it all happened and then I felt like so horrible. I remember having a panic attack on the way to my next class and like, I think I didn't think it was a panic attack at the time. I just remember just feeling like out of control and like numb and just like not in control of like, I just wanted to flee, but I was so paralyzed with fear. And then I remember like the first time I recognized that it was actual panic attack, I was like a little bit older. Um, I was like in my early twenties. I was in an okay place in my life, but I wasn't in a great place in my life. Like I was in an emotionally abusive relationship but like I moved out of my parents house so me and this guy were living together although he's not the reason why I had a panic attack like I remember I was working like at the working at the airport like like you know like when you go through like the terminal and you like work in those and you go like go buy stuff I was like one of those people I worked in like one of those stores and I remember having like this boss like me and her went to school together and I remember she was just always such a see you next Tuesday but like because she was my boss and she she used to just always be rude and I just remember like me and her got into it about something I think it was me trying to like get time off or something like very important and like or no I think I was trying to like I was trying to switch days or something it was something dealing with the schedule or something work related obviously and I remember like she would just go out of her way to f with me and I remember like enough was enough and I just remember freaking out like I know I couldn't cuss her out because I really depended on the job but it's just I don't know what triggered it but I just remember after getting into it with her like on my way to lunch I just remember experiencing like I knew it wasn't a heart attack but it's like my whole body freaked out like I remember not being able to breathe I remember getting tunnel vision all of a sudden and then I remember as I'm walking down to the terminal to go I guess to go get food I just remember my whole body feeling tingly and it felt like there was like a whole thing of bricks on my chest and it got to the point to where I was almost to the end of the terminal and somebody just remember seeing me collapse and just I was hyperventilating because it's like I couldn't breathe because it felt like something or someone was sitting on top of my chest it's like I remember I don't even remember who called the, like because somebody called the ambulance or what like I just remember I everything was a blur after that and I remember talking to like a doctor and he's like he says other than the fact that I had hypertension at the time but this is before I was like taking medications like I just first got diagnosed with it and like I was still smoking so like it was at that time where I was like yeah I know I have hypertension but he's like well you're too young to have a heart attack and then he was like something happened to you and then I said well and I explained that I got into like a incident at work and he goes, oh, well, is work usually stressful? And I'm not going to, and I told him like the truth. I'm like, yeah, I actually hate this job. And he was like, well, you might want to consider changing jobs or whatever, because you had a panic attack and, you know, and I go, what's a panic attack? And he explained it to me. And I remember getting picked up from the hospital 
and I explained what happened and the person I was with kind of just dismissed it. It was like, oh, wow, where well, you were just being dramatic. And so I kind of, sorry, I'm eating a piece of cheese. I need to quit doing this while I'm doing podcasts, but it's like I get really hungry because I usually record during lunchtime. So I'm going to try not to be munching because I listened to my last podcast and it was hot garbage and I apologize. Off track though. All right. So when I got picked up from the hospital and the guy was with, he, I told him what happened and he just says, oh, you were just being dramatic. And like me being like the dumb person I was, you know, early twenties and, you know, worshiped this guy I was with, even though. In the end, he was totally a toxic person. Um, I just dismissed it. But then again, like, a couple of years later, it happened again. And it was, like, a lot worse. It wasn't a lot. I won't say it was a lot worse. Like, I had another episode, like, a couple of years later. Like, me and this guy weren't together anymore. But, like, I was living in New York City at the time. I was living with, like, my aunt. She has, like, this beautiful brownstone in Brooklyn. And, like, long story short, like, that time was, like, a turbulent time for me because my parents were getting divorced. Um, I was in this weird crossroads in my life where I was still trying to figure out who I was as a person. Like, I had, like, mentally I was kind of, like, still struggling a bit because I kind of hit rock bottom before moving to New York City. So, me moving to New York City, I kind of was trying to, like, pull myself out of, like, this pit. So, like... I was kind of there, like, getting better mentally, but I was still, like, struggling a lot. Like, I was in a weird crossroads, so it's kind of hard to explain because I don't want to get into it fully. But, like, long story short, like, I was still, was, like, I was in a weird place mentally. Like, I'll leave it at that. So, but I'm living in New York City. I'm living with my aunt, my cousin, my uncle. They have a beautiful brownstone. Um, I'm working. I'm working for this company, um where the hours are like great where I can like work during the week I have a couple days off I have a little party on the weekend and stuff but at the time I was like in a long distance relationship with my now husband so we were able to still talk on the phone but I think I was either trying to plan like a trip to go down to visit him or no I think I was trying to like make plans for my birthday because it was a big deal because I was turning 25 and either way, like, the company I was with, like, they have this rule with the schedule, first come, first serve. But I remember, like, immediately I put the date in. But the thing about the company I was working with at the time, they were like, I'm not saying this is the reason why they were effing with me, but I'm not surprised. Like, they were, um, they were, like, not Spanish-owned, but, like, like 90% of the staff was, like, Spanish or Dominican or something. And I think that's why they hired me because they thought I was Dominican because I'm not going to lie. The first couple months I worked there, they were always speaking Spanish, like, around me. And, like, I could kind of pick up on a few things. So maybe, like, I would say something, like, periodically. But half the time, I didn't know what the fudge they were talking about. So then, like, I guess one day, like, cat came out of the bag and they realized, hey, I was just black. And then after that, their attitude towards me kind of changed, even though I was a great worker. Showed up every day, did my job, hardly asked for shit, right? Even took shifts if somebody wanted to switch. So I was compliant, you know. And even had like, um, like I, I think I was only friends with like one person there. Like, shout out to my girl Marjorie. She's like in Florida, if you're listening. Hey, I miss you. I miss our all our stupid times together. And I think she was working there at the time this happened, or this happened like right before she got there, where like 
I had a, I had another incident where like, yeah, so let me go back. So like I would put in for the schedule to like have my birthday off or something. Like I went to go switch shifts, shifts with somebody. I'm like, hey, I want this whole day. Like I want this off because my plan was, I think I was going to go down to, yeah, this, I remember now. I was going to go down to Virginia for the weekend to spend time with my then boyfriend. Now, you know, husband. And we were going to spend the weekend together and then I was going to come back, you know, and I put the time in immediately to have like that Saturday off. Cause I don't think I worked Fridays. I worked Saturday to Sunday was off Monday. So, and then somehow somebody else put in the time in after me and it became this whole thing where they decided to give her the time off and not me. And I explained why, and they were trying, and basically they were just saying, no, we're not giving it to you. And I'm not saying that's the reason why I had a panic attack, but I think it that didn't help because it was like that. Plus like the way they were treating me, long story short, like I just remember like the following day, like I was on my way, I think the day like before I asked for the day off. So, cause they made me work that whole weekend, I think just to fuck with me. So I remember going into work and just like the whole same thing happened again. Like, I don't know if like me and panic attacks like are work related, but it's just like, I don't like confrontation. And basically like same thing happened. Like tunnel vision I started getting numb like I was feeling like clammy and sweaty and not nauseous but I just remember my mouth getting really dry and like by the time I get to like the garage to go get my because it was I worked in a parking garage like I was that like if you go like all right so this job was like I was an attendant like you know how like you go to places in New York City and you need to find a place to park. I was at A-hole in the booth that would give you the ticket. And then after you get your car, you would pay. And then sometimes you cuss me out because the times would change. Not my fault, your fault. But you would cuss me out because you had to pay like extra, I don't know, $10. Or, you know, you had to pay 20 even though you were a minute over. Yeah, I was that girl. So it was actually an easy job. But either, long story short, so by the time I get to my booth to like collect, I guess like my till to walk over like I'm inside like the main building and everybody's looking at me like that the only thing I remember is everybody looking at me and they're like wow you don't look so good and I don't know if I collapsed or the fact that I was like told I remember telling somebody to call someone because I knew like I had a feeling I knew what it was but I was like I know that it was some, I need to get to a quiet place and I'm not gonna get it here so like I was hoping somebody was gonna like call my family and my family come get me but no they call like an ambulance so I was like, fuck. So like I get to like the ambulance and of course my family shows up and like they explain to like what happened and like my cousins, cause it was like, I remember my cousin, um, like my, one of my cousins was visiting cause she lives, she lived with her sister in DC. And then like my other cousin who lived like with me was there. So like my two cousins were there and then her mom, their mom, my aunt was there and her husband was there and it was weird because like me and him always had like a like growing up me and him always had like this relationship where we were like really cool but then as I got older like somehow I don't know what shifted but like after I had that panic attack and after he picked me up from the hospital that day like our relationship kind of like shifted after that like I can never look at it the same like I always have love for him but it's just like things kind of changed after that because I just remember the car ride home like I just felt not worse but I just felt like after that second incident, like, I felt like my family kind of always just looked at me different, like, wow, something's wrong with this girl mentally. And, like, it's not their fault. Like, especially, like, mental health issues, like, 
especially like with black families or in our black community like there's a stigma around it like I said but like the last thing you want to do is make somebody feel worse about like their mental health struggle and luckily like with the two incidents I have they only lasted like when I went had the panic attack it lasted merely like five minutes but that's all it takes and like typically I know panic attacks last between five minutes or they could go up to 30 minutes and sadly like I know recurring panic attacks can lead to like disorders like I'm probably gonna pronounce this name wrong so you know they could lead to disorders like agoraphobia which is like you know that irrational fear of being in crowded places and I have an aunt that actually suffers from that like she lived in New York like Coney Island for like years and I remember she was taking medication for it and they got to the point where she had to quit and she retired and now she, like she moved down to North Carolina now and even now she still struggles so like mental health like kind of you know I'm not saying like mental health issues runs in my family but I feel like it there's like everybody struggles with some kind of mental health like there's it's more common than people realize and I feel like we need to have these conversations so um let's see like I said like a panic attack is like it's a feeling of like a sense of terror or impending doom like a loss of control nonetheless it's like you're having like these anxious and like racing thoughts um you feel very disoriented you're out of sorts there's a sense of not being connected to your body um let's see sometimes like it's like you feel kind of lightheaded or weak you can even have like a choking sensation or like a ringing in the ears your heart can be racing or pounding out your chest it feels like you could say it's an irrational heartbeat, but like you feel it like racing or like chest pains or like your chest feels like heavy. Um, there's sweating, trembling, tingling. Sometimes there's like numbness in your limbs or your fingers or even like on your face or like around your mouth. And some people get nauseous, there's chills, like a feeling, but mainly it's like a feeling of feeling stuck and frozen. Or, like, even odd cases, it's like, you feel like you're stuck and frozen, like, you're stuck and frozen, but then, like, a part of you wants to run away. Um, so, like, a panic attack isn't something to play with, but I feel like the number one thing is, it's like, but the cool thing is, is that it's, it's treatable and, like, you can, you can manage it, um, I guess, like, one of the first things you can do to manage it is, like, you know that feeling where you feel like you want to, like, run away, but you can't? Whatever you do, don't. Do not do not flee. Like, you basically just want to try to, like, move to a quieter place if possible. And, like, the first thing you do, like, when you feel like you're out of control, like, you feel like your body wants to tense up, last thing you want to do is, like, tense up. Because actually tensing, tensing up is going to make you feel worse in this situation. Like, you're going to, like, try, like, even though, like, all these things are happening with your body. You want to try to like loosen up as much as possible. And the main thing is like, like I said, these episodes are pretty short, but if you're aware of it happening, like the main thing you want to do is like kind of shift your focus, like shifting your focus and kind of getting your body like to respond. Like if you shift your focus, your body will like try to like, you should like, you can start like if you try to shift your focus then your body will slowly start to respond differently like um shifting your focus you could do things like there's breathing techniques like the um like a more like the most common one is like take a really deep breath for like four seconds starting and then exhale all the way out 
Then you try it again, maybe for like six seconds, inhale, and then exhale all the way out, emptying your lungs. Then you do it again, like slowly, don't hyperventilate. Do it again for like eight seconds, hold it, and then exhale all the way out. And basically like, you know, these breathing techniques, they cause a, like a, they cause a shift in your nervous system from a sympathetic, um, you know, from like fight or flight response to a parasympathetic response. So like I said, it helps you like shift the focus and like in that moment, try to like pay attention to how your body responds. Um, another way to shift your focus is, you know, imagine you, you try to imagine just feeling like safe and content or confident. Like imagine a moment in time where you felt like content or more in control and just try to, or you can even like focus on a color or just even something like, like random, like a silly word or just even like a neutral word. Like basically you want to try to focus on all your senses, like smell, taste, like feeling if you can and just try to like shift your focus on something like even like not in the current situation of not feeling in control like don't focus on the fear you're experiencing right now focus on like something less like something neutral and what you do is once you submerge yourself in the moment you can see that you're really not in any danger and you should remind yourself that fear is just nothing more than false emotions appearing real so um and the goal when you focus, like shift your focus is to basically desensitize yourself. And you should try to, like I say, you should try to examine your body, like how it feels after the fact. And that'll help with the symptoms that you're experiencing like a lot. And um, other solutions, I mean, you try to do simple things, like depending on where you are, you can take like a warm bath or even like a warm shower where you don't necessarily like wash yourself, but you know, just like stand underneath the like shower head and just let the water like, rush over you and just you know just try to like submerge yourself in the moment and trust me it works like um you can do other things like try to find a way to laugh even if it's something silly like looking at pictures or you don't have to find a laugh just look at something that kind of like look at something that's soothing to you um but the main thing is just try to find a quiet place like just try to find a quiet place um and just try to like focus on your breathing and just just try to submerge yourself in just a quiet and calm and that helps it's like it makes a huge difference um I know there's some other like solutions like some people try listening to yoga nidra which is like it's that state of consciousness between being awake and asleep and it it's like it's it's induced by like um like guided meditation where you're like laying kind of still and you know, just being guided through it. And I know there's other like practices, like um, the meridian tapping, like like if you find like certain points on your body and your face, like meridian tapping helps because it's like a healing technique where like energy, it'll help your like certain energy within you like circulate throughout your whole body. So that helps a lot too. But um, just the main thing is just know that when you do suffer from this, like, I know getting support is kind of hard, but to anybody that is around somebody that is having a panic attack, the last thing you want to do is make them feel worse about it. Like, I remember, like, the car, like, I remember the car ride home, especially at the second incident, like, I'm not gonna, I'm like, I'm not trying to, like, throw anybody under the bus, but basically, like, my uncle laid into me and he made me feel worse about it. Like he made me feel like I shouldn't feel like I shouldn't struggle with my health mentally. Like he's like, you have, you're young and all this stuff. And like, 
I just remember like my cousin texting me privately saying, you know, don't, she just says, don't respond. Don't get defensive. Just let him say what he has to say. And I just remember feeling numb. And like the last thing you want to do is like, even though you don't understand what somebody's struggling with, last thing you want to do is tell them how they feel about it. You don't know what this person is feeling because you're not that person. So you shouldn't say things like, oh, calm down, knock it off. You're overreacting. You just want attention. You need to have, think happy thoughts or, you know, in my case, what the hell is wrong with you? You're being selfish. There are people like worse than you going through worse stuff. And true, there's people going through worse things, but you shouldn't undermine somebody else's struggle. Like the main thing I like, I don't want to go into a rant and stuff, but I feel like, especially with the way things are now, like with the, not even just the political climate, just like This whole 2020 year has been like, I know it's put like a really big damper on a lot of people's mental health. But the main thing is, is like, we need to have these conversations and we need to like, just start being more sympathetic to somebody's struggles. Like, I just want to end on this. Like, don't assume somebody is weak because they struggle with their mental health or if they have these panic attacks because you never know the amount of strength somebody tries, it takes for somebody to face this fucked up world every day. Like, even like the most, even the person who's like smiling on the outside to everybody could be broken on the inside that you never know. So just don't make assumptions about somebody because they show like a vulnerability. Everybody should show vulnerabilities every once in a while. Maybe if more people were vulnerable, we wouldn't be where we are now, like in certain situations where everybody's like kind of like against everybody and maybe that's why I've been feeling kind of like anxious lately because it's just I've been noticing this tension lately and like I think I'm like hyper aware of it and I just don't want to be aware of it so I'm gonna end this note on like I'm gonna end this podcast by saying hopefully to anybody that is struggling with their mental health just know that you're not alone just try to talk to somebody about it or even just like do something simple like journal it. Um, there's ways to manage like certain things and just everybody should just be kinder to one another. Like we're all in this together and we may not always agree and we may not always be the same, but it doesn't take much to just be kind to one another and we should just all just try to make choices just to be decent humans. It's not that hard. And um, I'm sorry if I seem kind of like depressed or like kind of like I'm on this high horse. <laughs> so um, I'm going to try to post I'm like my next episode should be like a little more positive. But hopefully to anybody that hears this, hopefully it helps. Um, please feel free to like shoot me an email. Awkward. Um, awkward um, blurred girl podcast at gmail.com. Um the Awkward Blurred Girl on my Instagram. You can look for the Awkward Black Nerd Podcast on Facebook. And just feel free to DM me. You don't even have to talk to me about this episode. Just feel free to DM me like with comments or just to say hi. Because I would love to like start like reading comments and just to see how people are responding to this. And on that note, I'm going to go. Um, I got some editing I need to do. And plus I got to clean up some. And it's beautiful out. So I'm going to try to get some fresh air. Maybe that'll help me you know, get out of this funk I'm in, but talk to you guys soon, make good choices. And like I said, be kind to each other. Bye.